Welcome to another episode of the Miles Offside Podcast, where we talk a little bit of football and a whole lot of nonsense. My name is Oscar Puente, also known as Footy From Afar, and with me, as always, are my co-hosts, FPL champion Chuck Bailey and super producer Ian Stimson. Gentlemen, I love you both, and I hope you had a lovely Valentine's Day. Oh, yeah, it was lovely. That was a lovely time. And thanks for thanks for that, mate. I love you guys, too. I love all of you listening. Even you. You know who you are. You as well. <laughs> Especially you. You know who you are. <laughs> Especially for you. Sorry. Yeah, we have about five people right now sitting at home going like, is it me? I think it's me. It might be me. <laughs> I did send him 30 pairs of socks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you did. Oh, man. How's that? Let's start it off with the same thing we always do. Ian, how's it going on Posh Island? Game postponed. Carry on. COVID related or <laughs> snow related? No, frozen pitch in Blackpool. So. Classic. <laughs> no no play happening. All right. That's, that's League One Island. Uh, <laughs> we'll see you next week. <laughs> <laughs> no undersoil heating for us. Oh, for fucking hell! This is how we, this is how we're starting. This is how we're starting. So a good Valentine's Day, boys. Oh, I'm hanging out my ass <laughs> for fuck's sake. I'm sorry. I can't do it. Uh, Chuck is quite hungover. <laughs> it would appear after celebrating yesterday. Aggressively hungover. So child number two on the way, no doubt. Oh, oh. Uh, you didn't like that joke. Let's go ahead and move on to the first segment. Uh, if you are joining us for the first time, thank you. Welcome. We're happy to have you. We love you too, even though we've never met you. Happy Valentine's Day. The world is a lovely place full of lovely humans, and you are one of them. If you are returning, all the better. We love you even more. Uh, thank you for coming back. We appreciate it. Tell a friend. Leave a review. Like, subscribe. All those things. But we're going to kick things off, as we always do, with our famous segment. <clears throat> rapid, rapid, rapid fire news. Our top story this evening, gentlemen. Neymar will miss the first leg of PSG's last 16 Champions League tie against his former club Barcelona with a thigh injury. PSG said they expect Neymar to recover in around four weeks, which could see him return for the second leg on March 10th. Notably, the first week of his injury is Carnival. The second week of his injury will be spent quarantining, and the third and fourth week of his injury will be spent celebrating. His sister's birthday. Smashing mummy. I can't believe we didn't <laughs> realise this was coming up again. This is like, what, the fifth yeah. year in a row? Sixth year in a row? Seven, actually. Brilliant. Seven years in a row that he doesn't play on his sister's birthday. Pay and move his sister to Paris or fucking something. The Qatari <laughs> royal family's got enough money. Like, this is a piss take. He must have it written into his contract. I thought he'd just be like, how can someone not go, look, we know what you're doing. We know what you're doing every year. You get an injury. I know, how convenient that it's exactly four weeks, that's exactly the window of time to go to Carnival, quarantine for two weeks, and then party with his sister. Like, yeah. Cool coincidence. Going down four weeks ahead of it is is excessive. <laughs> Clearly excessive. Well, he's going down now four weeks in advance, but hopefully he won't be going down again in four <laughs> weeks. So... Please. Nailed it. Nailed it. All right. Literally. Moving on, let's, let's close that tab and move on. <laughs> he's 29. 29, wow, that's a young spring chicken compared to the three of us old fucks. <laughs> we need to set a calendar alert for next year so as we can keep on Neymar watch, I think. No, it's just February, just uh, early Feb. Early Feb, we'll remember. Yeah, just whenever the, the this is the second lockdown year starting, so next year when lockdown three starts, we'll remember <laughs> right, okay, that it's... Okay, yeah. God. Yeah, 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 March 13, I think his sister's birthday is like March 9 or something, so it's right around lockdown. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Starts, you know. okay, good, good. So depressing. Woo, lockdown two, let's go. Let's go ahead and move on then <laughs> to our next story. Uh, gentlemen, our second top story 
<laughs> this week, Burnley were saved from a costly FA Cup mistake when they named a suspended player in their lineup as opponents Bournemouth pointed out the error. Left-back Eric Pieters was picked for the match at Turf Moor, but the visitors noticed he was ineligible after being booked against MK Dons and Fulham in the previous two rounds. It was just a simple admin error. Anthony Glennon was drafted in instead. Admin. It gets everyone. We lost to that team. Three fucking nil. <laughs> Don't even know who their own players are. Don't even know the rules. Yeah, that comes to something when the opposition have to point out that oh, he's not supposed to be playing. I watched your game against MK Dons. Did you watch it? Fucking <laughs> hell. What, what's the punishment for that sort of thing? It's usually quite severe, isn't it? I mean, could they have got themselves a bye if they'd have just let him play? In the past, clubs fielding an ineligible player have been disqualified from the FA Cup or made to replay entire matches. Apparently. Oh, I mean, that's the last thing you need is another replay, isn't it? So, yeah, maybe Bournemouth would have let it go. They'd have got Bernie disqualified. Maybe Bournemouth just didn't want to progress. That was why. <laughs> They're like, no, we don't want an automatic buy. Well, it certainly looks like Bernie didn't want to progress. They did play the game and lost 2-0 to fucking championship opposition. So, doesn't look like they wanted to progress. Honestly, I wish Chelsea would field an illegible player so we could be out of the FA Cup. We don't need the extra fucking fixtures. <laughs> Keep beating. We keep getting like... You're not winning table. anything else, mate. You're not winning anything else. Get trophies. I mean, the Champions League starts next week. Thank you very much. It is wide open this year. Everyone in Europe is trash. Bayern suck. Barca suck. Madrid suck. The only good team in Europe is City. So we have a shot. Well, yeah. <laughs> so far, it's like They've it's open. traditionally sucked in Europe as well. So wide open. You're right. Wide open. Yeah. No. <laughs> not happening. Written in the stars, gentlemen. You heard it here first. All right, and then let, let's uh, wrap up the news segment with our weekly installment of Rapid Fire Racism. This week, we're checking in on Anthony Martial, as the Manchester United forward was racially abused on Instagram after his side's 1-1 draw at West Brom on Sunday. It is the second time in three weeks that Martial has been targeted, while teammates Marcus Rashford and Alex Twanzebe have also faced racism online. Facebook, which owns Instagram, said last week it would not ban a user who racially abused Swansea's a Swansea player. Here we go again, says Troy Townsend. It's so predictable now. I wonder if this account will be banned for a month and collect their slap on the wrist or the don't do that again talk. Um, that is also followed up by Facebook putting out a statement about specifically footballers. Uh, Facebook says it is horrified at the continued abuse of footballers and has announced what it says are tougher measures to tackle the issue. The social media platform is changing the rules governing direct messaging on Instagram, a platform it also owns. It will disable the accounts of those found to have repeatedly sent abusive private messages on Instagram. UK head of content policy said it was saddening to see continued abuse on the platforms. So, you know, just repeatedly sending abusive messages. That's all it takes to get banned, gentlemen. Not the one no. time. Okay. Just many times. No, no it, it, it doesn't fucking happen anyway. It's ridiculous. And, and it's literally there's people that lose their accounts for longer. I, did, I think it happened to us. Our Twitter page got locked out um, just because of retweeting yeah. one video that a was copyright Sky infringement. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they'll jump on you for copyright oh, infringement that. when someone's going to make money. And funnily enough, that and some people have lost their accounts for literally a year, all just because of retweeting one video. But just keep sending um, racist abuse, things like uh, monkey emojis, which I've seen one social media outlet can't remember who say, "Well, we don't associate that with racism." Well, you're fucking idiots. And they have the tech. They have the tech that literally through algorithms that you can just see if someone's typing the words in that way, get rid. Goodbye. See you later. 
but they won't do it. Apparently, because it would it would have targeted some politicians and stuff as well, and we couldn't possibly have that. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Are you trying to tell me that there are racist politicians? Is that what I'm hearing right now? That's How long have you been locked down, Oscar? <laughs> 11 months and uh, two days, something like that. Okay. Don't go outside ever. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, that is that is literally what I'm yeah. doing. <laughs> it's going well so far. But it's, it's disgusting. And there, there are more teams now as well that are getting sick of the fact that these places aren't taking action and some clubs are coming out and saying that they're going to start tackling racism uh, in other ways. So obviously... Um, I wouldn't be surprised if in the next coming weeks a lot less teams are taking the knee before matches uh, and those kind of things because I've seen stuff like Will Zaha come out and say, like, what's the point? It feels embarrassing almost to him, uh, he said on a podcast. I can't remember which podcast no, it was right, now. Buddy, yeah. um, to, to be doing it and literally nothing's happening. So he's like, well, what's the point? It's not action. So we need to be doing things in other ways. So, yeah. If you're not going to get backed up, it feels it all just feels a bit pathetic, really. But they are putting more pressure on the social media pages, it seems. Um, and you'd like to think people will get protected in, in in this kind of thing that it's like you know it's the 21st fucking century and this, this is still happening and it's week on week on week on week. Yeah, I mean this really is becoming a weekly segment at this point, and I don't. It's not like I'm searching for these stories. They're on like the front page of the BBC every week. There's one mm. at least, so like you know, it's around. The hope is that. These companies, you know, fucking capitalism is garbage, right? So, like, these companies aren't going to do anything out of the goodness of their own heart. It relies on, like, us regular people to be like, we're demanding this. This is what we want. It's like the the, the high-profile thing in, obviously, the NFL last year was to do with um, the Washington Redskins. Yes. And so they wanted to get rid of that. I think people have been campaigning for a very long time about it. Yeah, they did actually succeed. It's the Washington football team now. Well, they did, but only because uh, companies, I think it was like AT&T and Coca-Cola and other ones were just like, yeah, we're just not going to give you any money anymore unless you do it. And so they then, funnily enough, instantly they went, okay, we'll just be the Washington football team now. Yeah, which they couldn't even come up with a name, which is, like, ridiculous. It almost feels passive-aggressive, if I'm being honest. But, um, look, we're going to – there's not – we don't have to, like, have this conversation every week. I'm going to keep bringing it up as long as there are stories just to put a spotlight on it, whatever small spotlight. We might have more of a flashlight, I guess, uh, for us than a spotlight. <laughs> but, you know, we talk about it. People – it's in the zeitgeist. People sort of start to get louder about it. And if we keep having this conversation, eventually, then hopefully something will happen. Um, because like we said, the, co- the corporations are going to do this out of the goodness of their own heart. They'll do this because the public demands it because capitalism. So, you know, we'll just keep bringing it up. And uh, hopefully someday we won't have to bring it up. Um, but that does allow us to move on uh, to the actual football fixtures this week, gentlemen. You ready to jump into some fixtures? Jump into fixtures. So it sounds like it should have a step into Christmas type. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah. Give me, I'm, I'm too hungover for jingles. I'm so sorry. I feel like I'm letting you all down. Okay. <laughs> Jump into fixtures. Uh... Who's getting burned lead forever and ever. We'll work on it. We'll workshop it for next week. But we kick things off with my favorite fixture of the weekend. And that is Saturday, February 13, 2021. Leicester 3, Liverpool 1. Leicester 2.1 to Liverpool's 1.7 on XG. So not quite enough to be a Burnley of the week there. Leicester did slightly edge the uh, XG battle there, but 3-1 is pretty um, pretty strong of a statement with the scoreline there by Leicester and Liverpool. Oof. Liverpool, that's like, what, four or five losses now in, in like the last 
seven games or something. Something terrible. Uh, it was something like, if you look at the form table for the last 10 fixtures, they're 15th in the table. And so, yeah, that's a sharp drop off. They are 30 points worse off than this time last year. Ooh, 30 points, 30 points. That's much worse. 30 that's points. an entire Fulham. look let me put it this way obviously but if chelsea win in a couple of hours we'll be ahead of liverpool in the table and we had frank lampard fired this season (laughs) not going well for us particularly and we are potentially in within a few hours gonna be ahead of them so (laughs) suck on that liverpool (laughs) egg on your face if this if if newcastle win now jesus i mean even so the fact that we're only a point behind with a game in hand is no good for liverpool (laughs) <laughs> right like so at what point are we worrying not worrying but at what point is like Klopp looking over his shoulder I don't know it's kind of it's been brought to him in press conferences and he was just a bit kind of dismissive of it especially based on you know his personal situations as well which have been over the last few months and that he he says you know he came out and said that he's very good at effectively he's very good at compartmentalizing it and it doesn't affect and you you do have to look at the team and it's just a bit of a mess and it doesn't help when you know, injuries affect every team, so that's not a crutch to, to use, really. Mm. But to, it just seems weird to shift the best players from midfield back to defence, rather than how and and therefore negatively affect two sections of the pitch, as opposed to just having weaker people in defence. Yeah, and still having the same. You know what I mean? Like I agree. It's worked for them in the past. They used to have fucking Lovren and Matip as their starting like top two. Uh, defenders like they've done it in the past and and it just becomes a revert to old Liverpool and outscore teams and it doesn't help then also when Alisson just god knows what was happening uh in the last couple of games for him because he's just been making howlers yeah Mm. I think he's been hanging out with Kepa probably (laughs) if I had to guess he's got a bit of the Kepa's gone (laughs) he does seem to have lost his head completely though I mean if you're gonna come out for that one um where he got into a, a bit of confusion with the new boy um, mm. Then you make Kabak. sure you get rid of it. But it's not even that he didn't even call for the ball. Well, exactly. So Kabak, Kabak yeah. did nothing wrong. He's tracking no. it because he doesn't hear the call for the goalkeeper. So no. he's right there. So he's got the ball. And then Allison just steams out and clears his own player out. It was. I thought that was a bizarre decision. It was so. It was so far out, and it's not like it was in no man's land. Being as yeah, the Liverpool defender was right there. It just very odd decision. And if you're gonna do it, you make fucking sure you get it. Horrible. Genuinely atrocious keeping. Which sucks because it was a waste of Firmino's amazing assist in this match. Yeah. That deserved a win, honestly. Like, that that was such a good assist. That's not how football works, though, is it, though, mate? Can't just do, like, one thing. Oh, sorry, guys. That's worth two goals. Stop the match. (laughs) Don't try and infringe on my new rules, all right? Well, no, just add it to them. (laughs) Okay. Bring it up at the next meeting, and we need to I have will a do. vote. <laughs> okay, fair. Yeah, no, it has to be properly ratified. I understand that. Has to be. You have to read the standing orders. <laughs> read the standing order. I watched that video, by the way, about a million times after last week's pod. <laughs> it's so good, isn't it? Poor Emily is like, can you stop screaming? Read the standing orders at me. Well, just understand them then. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Let's get get her to read them, and, and more importantly, understand them. Yeah, Brendy Rodgers finally getting a win against Liverpool. He hasn't had a good record against them. Leicester, you know, having Vardy back, being Vardy, really, hit the post, hit the bar a few times, pulls out a corner flag, plays guitar with it. <laughs> Why not? Classic. Why not? Classic Vardy move. Classic Vardy manoeuvre. Um, 
Madison, Barnes, dang. Yeah. Yeah, no, very good. Are we just naming Leicester players? <laughs> Schmeichel. Yeah, just, well, I think that it's fair. Schmeichel <laughs> it's had a good game. Enough, yeah. Really good game. And, you know, 24 games gone and they're third again for another season that's, you know, happened. And they they just keep kicking on and they're, they're making the most of it, really. Yeah, it sure is a season happening. <laughs> <laughs> this season is That happening. is what it feels like, honestly. It's just like, ah, Leicester are third? What? <laughs> okay, I guess. <laughs> Go with it. But, you know, you say, oh, Leicester are third. But then you look at all the teams below and you're like, okay, yeah, that makes sense. Like, it's... <laughs> it's yeah, yeah, definitely. It, it, it's certainly not... Oh, what are Leicester doing up there? You, like you say, you look at the four or five below and you're like, oh, yeah, yeah, fair enough, fair enough. Yeah, yeah, it's a year of madness. Yeah and, yeah, and to go back to Liverpool for a second, I was pulling up the stats while we were talking and like, this is a poor run of form that is also a poor run of play. Like, it isn't like they're getting mm. burn lead out here. These last three matches, 3-1 lost to Leicester, lost on XG. 4-1 lost to City, lost on XG. 1-0 lost to Brighton, lost on XG. A couple of matches. Oh, for fuck's sake. West Ham and Tottenham were wins, and I think they were wins on XG, but then you go back to Burnley, and so that's still in the last six matches, and they lost to Burnley and lost on XG. Like, these are legitimate losses. These aren't, like, fluky things that are happening. And, like, you're right, Chuck. I think with, like, that level of attack, like, just fucking lean into it. Klopp is decidedly failing the COVID test. And I don't mean <laughs> I don't mean that he <laughs> has a positive result. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That came out wrong. But, like, you look at Pep, and we'll get to Pep in a second, and, like, Pep is basically COVID-proofed Man City. And meanwhile, yeah. Klopp is just like scrambling, scrambling and like not doing a good job. I don't understand. I mean, they, they pointed out on um, Match of the Day how high Liverpool's line was. And the most basic the most basic of football perverts knows that Leicester <laughs> play by putting balls in behind the defence so as Vardy can get onto them. That's been what they've done for the last four years, five years. And yet, I thought there was a level of arrogance there that was pretty poor from Liverpool to play that line. And perhaps unwarranted these days. Yeah, totally unwarranted. I mean, it, it, yeah, things have changed pretty quickly, haven't they? But yeah, definitely unwarranted. I just don't understand how you can see that happening. Maybe it was the arrogance of being in front in the game for so long. I don't know. They, they were getting, They were getting away with it. But it soon unraveled didn't it it only takes Allison to do that and then it just all collapses so yeah I thought I was pr- pretty poor not not sort of reading your opponents there from Klopp I thought that was pretty poor but so are we do you guys think that Klopp will be fired or do you think he has like infinite nah. grace period because he brought them their first title like uh, the problem Liverpool have got is that they they don't like to spend money at the minute and firing a manager is a, a, as expensive as buying a player are they going to get anyone that's actually better than Klopp this is his first real dip in form as Liverpool manager. So I think we're a long way away from that. But it needs to improve quickly. Otherwise, they're going to get to the point where they are going to be struggling to qualify for the Champions League. And that's a very different conversation then, isn't it? Mm. Uh, oh, yeah. Fen- Fenway Sports Group have been very, you know, the bottom line is the finances. And that means qualifying for the Champions League is a given. So if the, if that looks like it's not going to happen you might see them act quickly but that I think that if if Liverpool sort of drop to and obviously we're in a starting to get to the later stage of the season now if Liverpool drop to your sixth seventh that sort of thing you might see action then but because if they don't then it's it's going to be sort of too late to fix it isn't it but that's the only Mm. reason I think for, for them it's finances are the bottom line 
So they won't fire him yet. I don't think while there's they'll give him a chance to fix it because it's expensive to fire a manager. But if it gets much worse uh, in in sort of five six games time, there's no improvement. You might you might see a different Fenway Sports Group. Well, we have like a month until the next international break, so maybe uh, well, you know, know. <laughs> see if he's turned it around by then. Yeah, maybe that's the point they take take stock. But I think it takes a lot to get rid of uh, of Klopp. I think I think they'd probably have to lose every match in between now and then as well. You know. Yeah, I would I would agree with you, except for I saw Claudio Ranieri get fired the season after Leicester had won the Premier League. Mm. So like, if that happened, and they weren't like, yeah, I don't know, that should happen. So like, I don't rule anything out as far as people getting fired and ridiculousness. But let's move on to speaking of people getting fired, Crystal Palace zero. Is he Burnley gone? three, Palace zero point seven to Burnley's two point zero. So a tab. well Open and true deserve win. <laughs> Can Chuck watch Palace again? <laughs> Roy Hodgson, is there hope in the world again? Uh, no, no, there is not. <laughs> you are in the wrong universe if you're hoping for hope. Two goals down to Burnley after ten minutes. What we do? Did you watch Chuck genuinely? Nope, haven't watched any of the last three games <laughs> since I said I wasn't watching Palace anymore. It's true to his word. True to his What's word. What's the point? It do- it just depresses me. So it's like sometimes in these things, and you can say, oh, you're not a proper fan. No, I'm just not a fucking idiot. And I don't want to punish myself by watching it. I don't see any reciprocal passion or excitement from the team that actually want to play. And the fact that in our last three games, we've conceded in the second, third and fourth minute. Um, so, yeah, you know, I'm good. It's fine. Results are a thing. I'm pretty numb to it. And if Hodgson doesn't go, it's not going to change. Credit to Burnley for doing what they needed to do. And they, you see a team that's playing absolute shit and isn't going to attack. Well, we're going to attack you. Yeah, get straight Being on beaten, it. Yeah. You know, Burnley have earned 26 points this season. Six of them have come off Palace. And they've scored 17 goals and four of those are against Palace. So you're looking at about 25% of all of their good things this year have come against us. Kept two clean sheets. Um, yeah, if you're the team that clearly are being targeted by the other teams that are in that bottom two third, the fixture, then it's something wrong. And at the minute, it's it's becoming one of those cases where, like in FPL, if you have an attacking player, you could ca- captain them against Palace because we're showing nothing going forward. And this whole misnomer of, oh, we've got defensive stability under Hodgson is, is complete bollocks. So... Yeah, you should, it, it is at that point that you should just target Palace. Fair enough. Fair enough, because the other, like, this is going to sound offensive, Chuck, so try not to be overly offended when I say it. But <laughs> to me? The other, like, relegation-worthy or relegation-candidate-type teams are actually pulling out results more recently, and, like, are, seem yeah. to be kind of turning it around. We'll get to the Sunday matches, but there were some interesting results there for sure. Um, so that is, like... Genuinely, potentially good FPL advice, like not just hyperbole of, of an angry and disappointed but fan. It's just, like, but no, it's not. But it's, it's just simple facts. It's, it's like if if West Brom and uh, Sheffield United weren't being so terrible this year, God knows where we'd be. No, we're nineteenth for goals conceded. Oof. Oh. Forty-two goals in twenty-four games. It's the same as Leeds, and it's only West Brom that's worse than us. So then, in terms of hope, right? Like we joke, and you're like, "Oh, I'm, I have no hope." They don't have any reciprocal passion or anything like that. Like. Is there how close are we getting to fucking Hodgson getting fired? Like that has to be somewhere down the line at some point, right? I, like, I just think it's bad, especially the the planets are kind of aligning and everything's going at the same time for like Eddie Howe to join now because he's been out of work. Um, his former assistant at Bournemouth, I think it's Jason Tyndall, was the Bournemouth manager, and he left or got fired, which is really weird because they were like first or second um, a couple of weeks ago. 
so there's potentially if he would then just come and, and settle in because there's an argument now that it's like well if things aren't looking good for Palace we've lost Zaha and we've lost god knows however many games I know all the stats it's whatever like you know we're shit without him basically um like what now what do you have to lose because you're not that far off there's enough games where you know if Palace get two more wins in the next 14 they'll stay up because then that's because then that's 35 points right so give it yeah. to a new manager if we've got the moving parts there and at the minute we're just it's the perfect melting pot of an old manager who doesn't want to change his tactics who has contracts running out in the summer a load of other players who have contracts running out in the summer that are just being let to go like and I, I've said it before over the years that always with Palace, it was like, well, basically, you're just going to get picked. Like, Tyrick Mitchell was playing fantastic, doing so well again. We were having defensive stability. Then he just brings Van Arnholt back again. Like, when you don't have defensive stability, bringing on a more attacking left back doesn't work. It's the exact same. It's the exact same as having, like, Marcus Alonso in a back four. Like, yeah. it doesn't work unless you've got the centre backs that are good enough to deal with it. And we simply right. don't. Because our centre-backs and our defensive mids were really, really slow. And so they can't cover. So that's why you need a more defensive left-back, especially if the right-back's going to go up and attack. And it just gives you that flexibility to be playing with four at the back. But you can almost have a three at the back in when you're attacking as well. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so just these basic things that you, you are like, you just watch it. And you're like, well, this player's clearly massively out of sorts. He doesn't know where he's going to be playing this year. He's, you know, Van Arnhold's a great guy and, and a great servant to the club. And so, you know, when people do give abuse online and it's personal, you know, that's it's very clear what the, the feelings are, my feelings are on that. And you shouldn't. On the flip side, you should be allowed to criticise someone for their performances and when it relates to that. And he's just simply not been good enough. And it's it's things like that and keep getting picked and picked over week. And I don't know what the policy is of the club with regards to potential shielding and bubbles and COVID and stuff. Because we're consistently only putting six subs on the bench each week rather than nine. Mm. And like we've got at the minute our under 18s, our under 18s are top of the under 18 Premier League. Our under 23s are on a ridiculous good run of form, taking us up, up, up and up the leagues. I can't remember exactly what it is. And you're like, well, just use some of those players, give them something, give some energy into the team. You've dropped in, they've dropped in uh, Jean Philippe Mateta, who's the striker. And you're like, I'm coming into this thinking, well, what the fuck am I meant to do in this system? What do I do? You know, where where is it meant to be coming from? Especially when Zaha's out and, and you know, it, it's, it's at the point now where, like, you'd almost rather play, not have a manager if it meant Zaha was back because clearly he's more important to the team than Hodgson and not having tactics. And it's it's probably a very similar situation based on conversations I've had with Jeff about Tottenham. Um, and that obviously then leads us nicely onto that. And I, you know... Because it because it seems to be the same kind of toxic situation that when you have this repetitiveness, uh, a lack of urgency, a lack of drive and desire. You know, we joke about the the passion and it, the, the, there's the Roy Keane element, which is like, oh, they just didn't want it more, and you're like, that's fucking dumb. But like, right. if if you're literally going to put in zero effort and your team looks like it doesn't have any defensive stability and it doesn't have any shape. Like, this is what you get. And so it's like, why should I care? Why should I invest my time? Why should I invest my money into this? 
love it. It's the same as if like a TV show I didn't like, you know, if I loved it and then it just got really shit, I'd go, you know what, I'm just, I'm just not going to bother. It doesn't really seem worth it. And I'll spend my time because it's, it's better for my mental health because then it affects other parts of my life in better ways. Looking at the scores now, I'm not depressed on a weekend. So, so you know, it's just I get messages from my dad saying we were shit. We should have fired, you know, Hodgson's got to go. And I, I message him back saying, yes, about three, six months ago. Um, <laughs> it's just that's the case. I, I do see it. I still see the world where he gets the extension. But I just think what does that show for what is meant to be a really promising future with the academy status, with all that, if those players are not getting chances? And so, literally, I'm even at the point where Millennial Pardew seems like a good idea to me. Yeah, it's just something fit. different. He, I know you don't like Eddie Howe, but he would feel like a massive upgrade at the minute, wouldn't he? Yeah, it's hard. It's genuinely hard to feel like a downgrade. Even yeah. just getting actual Pardew back would probably be better. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. I don't know about that one. But, I mean, I think you guys are really lucky that Fulham, West Brom, and Sheffield are such trash and probably going down because, like, yeah. You're in 14th, but you're only four points clear of 17th. But that's that's what's weird as well. Is like you look at it, it we're we're equidistant between Fulham and Liverpool. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. What a weird season. Yeah. But so between 18th and fourth, we're the exact same number of points away. And so it's like, oh, we should be looking over our shoulder at Fulham. And it's like, oh, look, we've got the potential to catch Liverpool. Why? Like I keep going back to what I was saying at the very start of the year, is that this season you just need to be consistent. And any team that's consistent, like, say, for example, by winning 15 matches in a row in all competitions. <laughs> yeah, let's go ahead and move on then. Uh, clearly, you don't want to talk about Bells anymore. Uh, and so we're going to um, COVID Proof FC. I mean, Manchester City 3, Tottenham 0, Manchester City's 2.5 to Tottenham's 0.4. So yet another dicking that lines up with the XG. Man City, as you mentioned, 15 wins in a row in all competitions, another clean sheet, another easy victory for Pep City, and another very disappointing loss, if perhaps totally expected, for Jose Mourinho's team. Uh, I'll throw it to Ian first. Um, Ian, you've been a little quiet today. I want to give you some love on this uh, week of love. So Manchester City, yet another uh, decisive victory rolling on. Keep that party going. Talk to me about it. Well, I mean, this pummeling of of Tottenham aside because that's what it did it did feel like man city are doing fair like you're talking about consistency they're doing fairly incredible things my latest favorite stat which i have looked up because originally i looked it up last week as a way to justify my fpl decisions which we'll talk about later but okay. <laughs> <laughs> but in the course of doing that so i'm looking at over the last seven game weeks um minutes per xg generated which is my new favorite thing oh i like that one talk to me what do you yeah. get so manchester city are generating an expected goal every 43 minutes that's over the last seven game weeks the nearest to them uh, after them is west ham with 54 minutes uh per xg but man city have scored five more goals than that so the finishing of, let's face it, Gundogan has been... Like Lionel Gundogan? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> has been something else. So they're performing above their XG, but they're still top of the table for generating, uh, you know, two XG per game easy. But the yeah. flip side of it 
is the minutes per XG conceded. And this... Oh, wait, wait, wait. Let me take a guess. Let me take a guess because this is fun. And then Chuck can guess and we'll see who's closer. Uh, one XGA conceded every 115 minutes, I'm going to say. No, I was going to go 250, 260. I'd say it's about... Probably in that time, their XG conceded has been about two and a half. So I'm going to say nearly... I'm going to go three games, 270 minutes. Well, as as ridiculous as a guess as that sounds, you're not far off. It's 230 minutes. Holy shit! So they are only conceding a goal, as Chuck says, between two and three games. The closest behind them in the last seven game weeks after that is Chelsea. They concede an XG every 140 minutes. There's nearly a hundred. Oh, hey, minutes what's difference. up, Chelsea? That's not bad. Shout yeah, out, Chelsea. I mean, I yeah, feel good about I'll give that you that. Number. I'll give you that. The Chelsea are up there, but that's such a gap. That is unbelievable. That's fucking insane. That's huge. And like you mentioned, the overperforming their XG for the last five or, or whatever it was games you had there for the season, they're still underperforming. So they're they're like two and a half goals below. So it's just gonna... for the season, are they really? My God. Yeah. And they are, yeah, two and a half goals below for XG, and they are 0.24 points underperforming for yeah. expected points as well. I mean, this was last year. Last year, fucking, they shattered the records for expected points, expected goal difference per 90. They had like 100 actual fucking XG in a season. Not 100 goals, 100 XG and the goals too. And like, fucking absurd. And then, you know, it's ridiculous. I mean, what? They're up to 98% now to win the Prem. This is now the time of year where wow. we can start bringing 98. in the 538 numbers because we are well past and they are 98% to win the Prem. I thought they'd be six points clear by the end of this month and they've absolutely smashed that. Yeah, they're coming up to, well, seven points at the minute with a game in hand. With game, yeah, exactly. I mean, Yeah, and they'll play yeah. that game in hand this week so we'll finally won't have to keep caveating that. Much yeah. to my chagrin because I love a good caveat, but... <laughs> Yeah, that's also why I went minutes per XG. But I think even if you were to take that away, they'd still be top, probably. Ian, that works out to less than 13 goals a season. Uh, that's In the entire season, that's 12 and a bit goals at that defensive, like those underlying numbers. That was the Chelsea record, wasn't it? That is the Chelsea record. I think 14 is the Chelsea record. Yeah, the Mourinho year. Is it 14? It's something like that. We don't need to look it up. Numbers, innit? Oh, I just want to know so I can brag correctly. <laughs> 15. Oh, 15. Can we, oh, 15. Ridiculous <laughs> shit. <laughs> Peter Check, fraud. Um, <laughs> <laughs> can we talk about uh, Davidson Sanchez just getting the light switched off <laughs> by Gundogan for the third goal? Put him on his ass. Uh, Bless yeah. him. Yeah. Fuck, he just went powered. Like, you could tell what he was doing. He's like, right, I can't reach forward with my hands, so I'm just going to throw my head forward. Tried to get his head he, in the way. <laughs> <laughs> it, just, it just looked like someone just switched him off. Yeah, it was brilliant. Just went down with his arms by his side and just pushes his head towards the ball. Go on, son. Fucking <laughs> hell. 11, goal, 11 goals in 12 games from Gundogan. Like, oh, he's man. the anti-Jesus. Uh, wait, I shouldn't say it that way. No. <laughs> he's not the anti- <laughs> The anti-Christ. <laughs> he's the anti-Gabriel Jesus. Damien Gundogan. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so so if you don't own him in FPL, Jeff, um, maybe maybe just buy him. Like, you know, good players, good affordable players that keep done scoring goals. Oh, yeah, by the way, quick fuck you to you two, by the way. Again, by the way, I got to say it twice because I'm so, like, heated. I said last week that the PQI was saying clearly the best move 
would be to move Foden to Gundogan. And you guys were like, that's a sideways move if I've ever heard one. Hang on, hang on. And boy, hang on. was it there not was a no, sideways move, there, huh? No, but there was no salt with that. It was just the, that's a sideways move. It's not, not. it's an upward move. <laughs> well, okay, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Any, you, call, you call any move like that, same position, same team, same price bracket, you call it a sideways move. Yeah, it's a sideways move. Saying no. Because you can't judge it after the fact. You can't be captain fucking hindsight with it. No, I judged it before the fact. That's the point. <laughs> I literally said that before the fact. Before the fact, it was a sideways move. After the oh, fact, okay, yes, okay, it okay, would sorry. have been okay. an upwards move. <laughs> gotcha. Directions. Okay. Well, let's move sideways then to the next match. And Mr. Simpson, Vectors. please cue the jingle here. Oh, they're better than they ought to be. Watford of the week. That's right, we didn't really have a true burn league this week, so we're doing a Watford of the week sort of, mixing it up a bit. Brighton 0, Aston Villa 0. Brighton 2.3 <laughs> to Villa's 0.2. So, oh boy, poor Brighton. This should make me happy, but it really doesn't. Okay. Because because Palace play Brighton next week, and if they're oh, generating 2.3 against Villa and holding Villa to 0.14, <laughs> I, I'm, I, I don't like it, mummy. <laughs> yeah. They'll go above us in the league again for the first time in like 40-something years. Oh, yeah, God. That's, that's not many goods. And Villa, meanwhile, are down to eighth. Yeah, what's going on with Villa? Yeah, they've stopped. Well, they've stopped scoring goals. Stopped. Is the very basic thing of it. I think they've only scored something like eight in the last nine or something like that. So, yeah, they need to get their shooting boots back on. To be honest, um, Watkins Grealish to Watkins seems like the only move they've got um, in the last. You know, in the last few games, anyway. The, before then, they were doing okay, but. Villa seem to be taking their foot off the gas a little bit, which is a shame because I quite like Dean Smith and uh, I quite like Villa as a team. So I'd like to see him get... I mean, they're still above They're still above Tottenham. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, by the underlying numbers, Ian, I just clicked back to January 1st on the understat while you were saying because I, I was curious to see. And they were... Like, all season long, they've been about even with Liverpool and Chelsea for the, the second... The little sort of second tier below City, but above everybody else. Since January 1st, they are ninth unexpected goals, which is a huge drop, obviously, from second slash third. They are 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9th, 10th, 11th unexpected points, and unexpected goals allowed, second worst. 19th unexpected goals allowed since January. But they just got players back, because they just got Barkley back. They got um, El Ghazi back, and he came straight mm. in and was scoring. So oh... There's your problem right there. They got Ross Barkley back. Say no more. That makes a lot of sense. <laughs> oh. no, Barkley was good for them. You, you, I know, you said at the time, you know it's a good move. Mm-hmm. It's a smart move for him. Like, you need the play in time, etc., etc. Um, mm. Oh, looking at this uh, since January 1st, though, and seeing Liverpool in 17th, that's funny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not, not many good for them either. No, many good. And Southampton, 20th. But Barkley and Grealish in this game were absolutely anonymous. And if you manage to nullify those two then it's it's job done really yeah this annoys me looking at this as well because it says palace have scored more goals than villa since then oh no no read the wrong column no one less never i was gonna say cancel (laughs) i know villa have been bad but come on yeah i mean you have to score goals to score more goals than somebody so i was like immediately i was like that can't be right what am am goals (laughs) same number of points as tottenham burnley and villa palace since uh new year Hmm. not bad it's not that bad, man. You should see plenty to be happy about. Roy in. That's what I'm hearing. Roy in. 
So let's go back to Palace for a second. Would you take Pal- Would you take Lampard at Palace? I'm just curious. I will leave this fucking chat. I will leave this <laughs> chat and not stop the recording, and then I'll just keep talking at various bits. And see- <laughs> would I take Lampard at Palace? Yeah. I'm curious. Was that the question? Unrelated to any of the matches we're talking about right now, but it came to my head. So would you take Lampard at Palace? Yeah. All right. Because the reason it went wrong for Lampard was spending all the money. When he didn't have the money to spend and just had players and had you for those kind of things, he was good. I do think that he would do really well at a mid-table club for a few years, and then he can try to go back to a bigger club. He needs to. I don't think going to... Maybe going to the championship. I don't know. I mean, he already did two seasons at Derby, and it went well enough that he just... Like, I don't think it was ridiculous Mm, to give him a prem job. He kept him the same, but who knows what... I don't don't know enough (laughs) about all the different factors uh, to be able to... He did a a fair job at Derby, yeah. Yeah, he took over at sixth, and they got to sixth. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Let's move on. Jose, yes, get Jose in. Oh, Jose in Palace. Oh, right. oh, you would, you would fucking love Jose Mourinho. I've said this before, <laughs> but he would be your favorite manager. I, I in the just world. know it would collapse so <laughs> fucking hard. It would just, he would, he would clear everyone out, and it would just be such a fucking implosion. Like we'd have to sell the rest of the ground to Sainsbury's. There'd just be like a bakery at the corner <laughs> flag or something. All right. Well, let's uh, let's call it there on that very excellent joke, um, and we will take a quick break, and uh, we'll see you guys after the jump. Hey fellas, we are in the thick of winter and a storms are brewing. It looks like one to three inches are in the forecast when you trim that hibernation bush that's taking place in your pants. Luckily, our partners at Manscaped specialise in products to make sure you're walking around town with beautiful snowballs. Uh, Manscaped is here to provide you the best tools for your grooming experience, offering precision engineered tools for your family jewels. You've got to protect your family jewels, guys. You've got to protect your family jewels, and you know it, if it rhymes, it has to be true. It's always true. It's always, it's always true. true. Yeah, I'm all about that. I mean, I know I go on about it, but, you know, especially after shaving... Uh, the crop preserver the anti-chafing ball deodorant is incredible like makes your balls smell nice and makes it feel like your testes are walking in a winter wonderland well don't sleep on the crop reviver too chuck i mean that crop uh crop preserver is really nice but the crop reviver's got the aloe it's got the witch hazel extract it's gonna make your balls look up at you and say thanks boy is that refreshing down there a little spray of that is definitely what you need uh, if you've been out on a winter walk but uh, let's talk about the performance package because that comes with everything that you need. You've got the lawnmower 3.0, the weed whacker ear and nose hair trimmer that you were talking about last week, Oscar, performance boxer briefs, and a travel bag all in that performance package. Uh, you got the weed whacker, Oscar, out of your own bat, didn't you? Yeah, I did. Yeah, I was so excited by everything else that we got. I loved it so much that I was like, ooh, all right, you know what? It's not just my balls that need some love. My nose hair is getting a bit longer as I age. I got more white hairs in there. They're bristly. They're itchy. I feel like I'm always sneezing all the time, but not anymore, boys. Ooh, I can breathe that beautiful winter air. Fresh as a daisy. And Chuck, did, did you know, Chuck, that 79% of partners polled admitted that long nose hair is a major turnoff? And it seems that 21% are lying. So don't get cold feet this winter. 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use the code MOP20 at checkout. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com with the code MOP20. Thanks, Manscaped, for making our winter wieners look so good. 
All right, welcome back to the Miles Offside podcast. We are now talking about the fixtures from Sunday, February 14th, the Day of Love. Gentlemen, Valentine's Day might have a corporate origin, but I do think it's really nice to have a day to celebrate love. And so I'll say it again. I love the two of you, and I also love West Brom, which I'll be in one, Manchester United one, West Brom <laughs> 0.9 on XG to Man United's 0.4. So Man United lucky to get a 1-1 ah! draw with West Brom here. <laughs> oh, God, I didn't realize that was the... Oh. Less than half of West Brom's XG. Less than half of West Brom's XG. West Brom. And what did the goal take, Oscar? It took a single moment of brilliance, didn't it? <laughs> it sure did. <laughs> It's important to chuck. It's important to chuck that it's always a single moment of brilliance. I mean, that's all they have, Ian. Like, they have no other way to do things than just moments of brilliance. Like, maybe if they had a better coach with better tactics, I don't know. There's a lot of coaches coming available at the moment as well, isn't there? Lampard in. No, oh, God. <laughs> Lampard I in. <laughs> Ugh, that wasn't even funny to joke about. I apologize. Rafa Benitez. <laughs> wow. Lucien Favre. You know, these are all options. I'm, I'm, uh, that's as much as I know for continental football. Um, tell you what I do like to see, though. Westbrook obviously getting the draw. Five yellow cards. Good lads. Getting fucking stuck <laughs> in Big Sam way. That's it. They don't like it up them. That's how you show you want it. Yeah, this is when Big Sam starts his five-game winning streak. Yeah, Big Sam not getting fired anymore, huh? I, I don't think he'd get fired. I just think he'd quit before he got relegated. Oh, uh, okay, okay, okay. Well, there's a few weeks to go until that. Uh, it's not. It's still not looking good for West Brom. I mean, they're still only on 13 points. And both all of the teams around them have a game in hand. Burnley has a game in hand. Newcastle has a game in hand. Fulham and Sheffield. You know, Sheffield United, I should say. <gasps> Dave, I love you. Happy Valentine's Day. Wow. <laughs> Happy Valentine's Day. That's your present. That's your gift. Yeah, what's the... Because uh, you said the 538 percentages before. Because it was a few weeks ago that Sheffield United jumped above... West Brom, even when West Brom had a seven-point cushion yeah. for percentage to stay up. So what are, what are the percentages at the bottom of the table? So right now, it is extremely, as you might imagine, heavily favored for the bottom three. Fulham are third least, no, third most likely, 57% to get relegated. Sheffield United, 92% to get relegated. And West Brom are in last with a whopping 98% to get relegated. <laughs> West Brom are as likely to get relegated as Manchester City are to win the title at this point. Wow. Yeah. Something I forgot to mention last week, I think it was when West Brom were playing Tottenham, was that Big Sam, who I think he gets a bad rap generally because we, Definitely. you know, every everyone talks about him being a long ball merchant, blah, blah, bad style of football and all that. But, you know, he's a, he's a pretty forward, when it comes to football anyway, he's a pretty forward thinking manager i know it's a long time since he revolutionized bolton with sports science and stuff but he's not he's not an unintelligent bloke but some of his some of what he was saying after that game was like oh well we wanted to play um a 433 because we hadn't tried it yet and pereira doesn't fit into that he's like you're bottom of the league and you're bringing you're doing a formation just to try it that doesn't include your best player to be fair nothing they tried in the past has really worked that's so that's crazy that's uh, to just oh let, let's just do top, it and you know ne- you're never really looking to win that game though so like you reckon that's the oh, well maybe then yeah sorry ian i gotta go with chuck on this one i think that's totally okay. fine and normally you know i like to side with you and i don't like to side with chuck but that is a match to try something out like why not 
what you said about Allardyce is true. Like he gets a lot of disrespect because of obviously the whole, you know, pints of wine and yeah. <laughs> what is it? Someone said once looks like he'd eat a rustlers through the packet. Um, <laughs> but like you listen to his, he, he, when he gets called out in interviews and stuff like that, he had it at Palace. He would he, like literally off the top of his head, just reeled off all these stats and information. Like yeah. that if you heard, like a Pep or a Tuchel or, or whatever yeah. saying, you'd be like, oh, this is incredible, like this genius continental mind. And like, he's got that. But it's just also the fact, the flip side is that four days a week, he'll just like piss off to Dubai. <laughs> so maybe that's that's what it is as well. But Maybe he's partying with Neymar's sister. I don't know. Maybe he's Neymar's new daddy. Who knows? Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's hard to argue with 98%. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they are like, we joke about Sheffield. We we did joke about Sheffield. It's getting closer, finally. I look forward to when West Brom are actually the bottom of the league because they are definitely actually just the worst team in the league. So be nice when the table starts to converge on some sort of truth someday, maybe. Uh, but speaking of truth, let's move on to Leeds having a terrible defense. Arsenal 4, Leeds 2, Arsenal 2.5 to Leeds 0.8. Gentlemen, what a Bamiyang hat trick. Is he back? Lesser spotted. Well, he's yeah, definitely lesser spotted. He's um he's had a few games off, hasn't he? He's had a personal situation that mm. has meant he's not played for a while. And every other team is playing a ridiculous amount of games. So I think it makes sense that a bit what bit of rest and he's uh, come back firing. First hat trick. He looks though. sharp. First hat trick for Arsenal ever. Is it? Mm. Wow, and he waited to be past this prime to do it. That's an interesting one. Normally people try to do that when they're still good. <laughs> Yeah, it's just this is the the leads in it, the the live by the sword, die by the sword. Yeah, it was a case of what we've said a, a million times that you know Bielsa's a genius, but he's incredibly stubborn when it comes to his system, and it was clear that it wasn't working, and there was no thought to changing it. I mean, he had to shuffle some players around anyway uh, in the back line, but there was there was no thought to changing the system at all. Having said that, I thought Arsenal were lucky to get that. The pet their penalty, and I thought Bamford was unlucky to not get his penalty, and that could have obviously levelled things up a little bit score wise if if those two things had happened. Um, but they looked, they did look scared of Saka running at them constantly. Um, he looks like the sort of player that Arsenal haven't had for a while and will inevitably get shipped to somewhere somewhere else very soon. You'll probably see him at Chelsea soon to fill out your midfield. You're lacking, aren't you? Yeah, we could do with some depth. I'd take him. He's quite, he's good. He is, you're right. He's the type of Arsenal player that I actually would take at Chelsea. Usually it's the other direction. Like we're sending sending (laughs) our retired Brazilians to them. Once they're done, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. And bless them, they're doing the Lord's work. (laughs) (laughs) I will never have anything but love for David Luiz and Willian. Uh, They're, you know, drop off a cliff in performance notwithstanding. Um, but Leeds dropped to the bottom half of the table. Speaking of dropping off a cliff, Leeds, the mighty Leeds, the team that was going to, you know, push for the title race out of nowhere in their first season <laughs> up, is in 11th now. They did fall behind Arsenal on that. And they're only, Chuck, three points ahead of Palace. Yeah, brilliant. Eight years in the Premier League and we're almost Leeds. Great. <laughs> uh, what's that meant to do for me, Oscar? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> what's your fucking angle? I'm trying to make you happy about literally anything about Palace that I can try to like cheer you up a little That's bit. That's not going to make you happy. <laughs> no. No, I don't think there's anything about Palace that can make me happy now. Zaha's fit again. 
That'd be nice. Still ahead of Brighton. Yeah, we play them next week. This you weekend. Know, you might win. You might win. They won't. They'll play 17 central defenders and Lewis Dunk will score an own goal and but three <laughs> goals at the right end. And I'll just want that earth to swallow me up because Andy bloody Pempraise will keep sending me messages. But yeah, I don't know what you want from me. Well, let's just move on. I don't want to talk about Palace. <laughs> Fuck's sake. We're playing Brighton. We're going to lose. <laughs> All right. Well, unless you guys want to talk about Wolves or Fulham, I think I'm done with the fixtures here. Do you guys? Re- are you going to force me to talk about Wolves, Southampton, Everton or Fulham at this point? Uh, for, no, Fulham getting a win. Come on, Fulham. Yeah, exactly. All right. Okay, fine, fine. I get, we have a Patreon who's a Fulham fan as yeah. well. <laughs> Fever gold, gold. Gold. Fulham got some points for once. Yeah. <laughs> An actual win. Yeah, three of them. Everton 0, Fulham 2, Everton 0.3 to Fulham's 2.6. 2.6. They underperformed to a 2-0 <laughs> victory over Everton. Yeah, Josh Ma- Maja came from Sunderland. Roy Hodgson claimed he'd never heard of him when we were going to sign him. Great. I think he's um, Bordeaux now, isn't he? He's on loan from Bordeaux. He was... Yeah? Why, why would I bother to look up that to be correct? Um, I'm just annoyed <laughs> that Adam Ola Lookman didn't get, didn't get a look in. Um, but... <laughs> This is this is good. This is what Fulham need, and the next three fixtures are delicious. Although yeah. I did see uh, Mitro got the Rona. Yeah, but that's not necessarily a bad thing he, for the team. I mean, well, <laughs> not for him. T- terrible for him. If he if he hasn't been in the team for a while, then it is good for the team. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Dropping him was probably the best decision to save the season. Um, but yeah, yeah, next three games: Burnley, Sheffield United, and Palace. Obviously, the Burnley one is in this game week, isn't it? I'm so confused where we are in time. We're recording on Monday. Um, yeah, but then they've got Liverpool and City, which is no many good back-to-back, but whatever. Um, league is leagues. And then they've got Leeds, Villa, Wolves, Arsenal. So Yeah. Performance like this against uh, Everton will give them a lot of confidence into those games as well. Especially when their odds go coin toss at the minute. You know, it's nigh on 50%. And if Newcastle, you know, I just said about um, Fulham's next three fixtures, Newcastle have got Chelsea, Man United and Wolves. Oof. Yeah, Fulham could... Uh, they were getting a lot of a lot of joy down the left side. Uh, Fulham could definitely string something together in the next few games. And you never know. You never know. What about the Everton side of this? Is this just down to DCL being out? James was playing, Gilfie was playing, Dino was playing, Colt, uh, Richarlison was playing. Like, there was good players here. It mostly just looks like DCL's missing, so... They just didn't look at the races at all. They they looked surprised by Fulham, to be honest. I don't think they expected to be pressed to the ball a lot, and they, they genuinely looked... Su- mm. And experienced players looked pretty surprised and were getting turned inside out quite a lot. Um, so I think Fulham. I think it was mostly a tempo thing. Fulham just seemed willing to go at them. Well, that's that's the thing as well. And we're getting to that time of year now that we're into you know four, fourteen or so um, fixtures left for teams. Is that yeah. these teams that are lower down, they they just have to fucking go for it now and and try something. And if you've got a team. If you're playing against a team like Everton, who but for this, you know, I've just kept up, like Oscar was saying, sorting from January 1st fixtures to now, um, Everton are 15th in that time right. with eight, eight points from seven games. And Fulham are have got seven points from eight games in that time. So, Right, so they just fancied it, yeah. Yeah, right about the same. And so if, you, if you're looking at those kind of things, that's the games that you want to get, get stuff from and they've got to kind of go at it. And because we said for a while that Everton weren't necessarily generating XG... Obviously, yeah. Calvert-Lewin being out didn't help. Um, but yeah, if, if that's the only part that's missing, um, it's a bit it's a bit of a worry. But then we said before, like about their depth and they, you know, every club's had injuries, so we can't go on about that. Come on, Fulham. 
All right, well, unless you guys want to talk about the Chelsea lineup that just got posted about five minutes ago while we are recording, I think that's it for the fixture, so it's ready to talk about FPL time. Mm. Well, I might want to talk about it, because I've still got Rudiger and Alonso, <laughs> uh, so if we are going to talk oh, about... Oh, okay, well, Rudiger starts and Alonso, here's the lineup. I don't need the whole fucking thing, you said Rudiger and Alonso <laughs> well, started, you wanted this, and you'll like this. These people have watched the game, they've said the game's <laughs> happened to them, it doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, so so that is an absolute boner bonus for me, because yeah. uh, I'm on 56 points at the minute notice there I've taken a four point hit I've already taken the points out for you guys so you Uh, don't have to do maths that's how you fucking do it FPL Twitter Uh, I'm on 56 (laughs) points Uh, Fernandez captain so that was alright I was I don't think realistically in my mind I was going to put it on Gundogan but you know coulda woulda shoulda yeah Pope got him in Cancelo he's done good yeah that's about it really just riding on the coattails of Gundogan and Fernandez at the minute yeah a lot of people are but it was a it was a funny old yeah funny old decision the captaincy because I don't think I don't think putting it on a single game week was was daft I mean it was almost guaranteed points because they were playing West mm. West Brom and he was you know Bruno was bound to get something um, I went Pope in the end because as I said I was yeah you did didn't you you little sausage I did I, I don't think I'm not sure I've ever captained a goalkeeper before but I just I thought that the Burnley game against Crystal Palace was about the surest thing of a clean sheet. I could possibly bet on. I can't really argue with that assessment. Yeah, exactly. And that's... Before, before, during, or after the fact. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, get, I wasn't <laughs> even remotely worried about it. Like, I was so no. so sure that there'd be a clean sheet. Yeah, there. yeah all right, mate. Yeah, yeah <laughs> and, um, and Pope always gets uh, bonus points when he gets clean sheets as well. I, yeah, I don't understand. That's the bit I don't understand yeah. is how he got more than six points. The fact that he <laughs> did make three saves and then got a bonus point against fucking Palace. Like, yeah. That's ridiculous. I would have thought he'd be more likely to get an assist. Um, <laughs> like Edison. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah, no, we, we need to mention that. that. Edison. Edison. Edison walked up for the penalty. Oh, well, you think he did, but also then on match of the day, they said, oh, no, he was just saying which way the keeper's going to go. Then he walks back and he looks like a sad little, oh, God, like... I don't know, someone who's just lost his puppy. He might like, He might get the next one. Rodri's penalty well, wasn't well, good. Yeah, because Pep said in the post-match, he's like, it was not a good penalty. No. Like, it went in and I laughed, but that was not a good penalty and we need to fix this. We need one person who can just every time. Man City so, are getting those numbers without a good penalty taker. <laughs> Fucking hell. Yeah, the, seriously. The, the, the season of the penalties, you know. Unbelievable. Well, Chelsea brought in a corner kick coach. Maybe they need to bring in, like, a penalties yeah. coach. Just go, you know what? Frank Lampard. Amazing penalty record. He could be Pep's yeah, this is penalty true. assistant. Boom, job go. done. The thing that worries me now, Captain in Pope, is that they face Fulham, and as we just said, they they look fairly at it. So yeah, but you, know. you can't. No, no, I'm I'm still happy with it. No, I mean, no. obviously, if you should be. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I should have Captain Gundogan. That's fair enough. Although he might be out of the next game. Um, Little bruised testicle. Yeah. <laughs> um, he needs that crap reviver. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, I'm I'm relatively happy with the Pope captain. It got the the points floor that I think it was go, always going to get. So I'm quite. Yeah, you get a return. You get a return and a bonus point and yeah. something else. Like that's yeah. that's good. I'm just annoyed at the minute because I keep I'm like having two good goalkeepers. Just Emmy Martinez is just sat there with twelve points. This is Ooh, why you never spend yeah. money on a second goalkeeper. Three point five if you can find it. <laughs> you can, you never yeah. can find a second goalkeeper. <laughs> but also this season, I think it's been fair enough having two playing goalkeepers. You've only, you know... I ex- COVID. Yeah, just for the COVID factor, uh, which is Simon Cowell's new show. Um, <laughs> but I think... Um, 
I think next week I'm going to put my balls out of the bath uh, and put it on the podcast. I think next week I'm going to do Robbo out, Robertson out, and I've still got Che Adams, and he seems to have lost his place. Mm. So that's fucking useless for the upcoming doubles. So I think I'm going to go Robbo out to Dallas and then Adams up to Ings. So that's sideways. But yeah, <laughs> it could be worth. Yeah, because Ings Ings done done goals. Ings can only get better. Um, Did well in the FA Cup as well. Yeah. Leeds and Southampton got a double game week, so yeah, I think it might be worth the minus four that one. I think you probably need the Leeds triple up, and uh, yeah, Adams is doing nothing, so might as well put him up to wings. So I think that's what I'm going to do. You you said we don't usually do future advice, but there you go. Well, no, because well, yeah, and then I did it, and then I said Brudiger and Wilson. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay, yeah, own goal injured. <laughs> Yeah, okay. Well, Ian, would you like me to check on the PQI for you and see what is going to be considered a sideways move and then, uh, in hindsight, only a good move? Yeah, go on. What's the, be- what's the best fixture? Oh, fixture? You want to... Okay, I can I can pull up the fixture reader instead. Uh, well, the best fixture on the list is Manchester City Arsenal. Got to win again. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, but as far as defenders go, you might want to consider uh, Stones and Cancelo. Oh, here's a here's a cheeky pick. Uh, Dallas from Leeds is the third highest rated defender. There you go, Robertson to Dallas, Adams to Ings. I'm I'm even supported by the PQI. Perfect numbers, stats, facts. Um, so yeah, Captain so, Bamford. So it's still all to play for because there's still four fixtures left. But Ian will probably beat me again, and uh, that's just it. I'm close to retiring for the season, guys. <laughs> there we go, conceding the league. Um, we're gonna do the music. Bluff for time, it's bluff for time. I got lists, and you will guess. It's got time for bluff for guess. Guess bluffers, bluff for guess. This is bluffer, bluff for time. Bluff for guess, and bluff for time. This is a game called bluffer. Okay. Uh, all right, guys. You. <laughs> if you've been listening, you know what this is. If you are here for the first time and you made it to here, congratulations. This is everyone's favorite part of the podcast. It is called the bluffer. I will give out a category with a certain number of entries. In that category, these boys will guess how many they can name from that category, whoever. Uh, and then, you know, we give out points based on how many they name, basically how that works. Uh, Do you want to say so, category again? Or? <laughs> yeah, bluffer, points, guesses, category. Category, there it is. yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, so who? we're all at square at fives, right? We are, yeah, five, five, five. Mm. All right, well, Chuck, uh, Chuck, I'm trying everything I can to cheer you up about Palace, so I'll let you pick first. Would you like Category 1, Category 2, or Category 3? I'll even use numbers in order this time. I'll take C, please. Oh, you <laughs> son of a bitch. <laughs> All right, well, you'll love this one. It's the fun one for this week, as opposed to the other two, which are difficult. Oh, so and the submitted... other two are going to be shit. Brilliant. Wait, well, no. <laughs> the, don't say that, because they were submitted by our lovely Patreons, and I appreciate you, your work. You said you this is it. the fun one. The others are dull. <laughs> Well, this is the most fun one. Whatever. You know what? There's 18 people in the Marvel Cinematic Universe who have officially, according to Marvel uh, Cinematic Universe Wiki, are considered members of the Avengers at any point in time in the MCU. Official members of the Avengers in the Marvel Cinematic Universe up to and including any releases to Monday, February 15, 2021. Hmm. 18, you said. 18. Okay, well, uh, nine. All right, we got nine Avengers. I will say, admittedly, some of these I would have guessed are on there and then aren't considered officially, and some of them are weird and are there, so just be careful with that. But, Ian, can you match nine, or can you go higher than nine out of 18? 
I haven't got there yet. I will go 10. 11. Uh, 12. 14. 14 out of 18. Mr. Simpson, do you want to go higher than 14 out of 18? No, there's no way I'm going to 15. No way. All right, Chuck. 14 out of 18 people who are officially, according to the Marvel Cinematic Universe wiki, considered members of the Avengers in the movies. Take it away. Okie dokie. Captain America. One. Thor. Two. He was Thor for hours. Um, Iron Man. <laughs> Three. Black Widow. Four. Hawkeye. Five. Hulk. Six. That's the original crew. There's the original six. So now we start adding in, like you said, and we'll uh, we'll see what happens. Scarlet Witch or Wanda yep. Maximoff. Mm-hmm. One, two, three, four, six, seven. God, that show is so good. Vision. Yep. Great show. So good. So good. So Great good. show. Uh, Spider-Man? Yep. You're at ten. Falcon? You were at nine. Sorry, I counted wrong. Hold on. Yeah, I was going to say. Yep. Falcon, yes, you are at now at ten. I was wrong before. Thanks. Uh, yep. War Machine? Uh, yes, you are now at eleven. Three okay. more. And now I haven't uh, written any more down. Uh, uh, see now, it, now it's all just feels like that mixed area for me, where like you said, it could go either way. Uh, the Bucky Barnes, the Winter Soldier. Ah. Sorry, bud. Never officially considered a member of the Avengers. Uh, I believe he was hanging out in Wakanda with Black Panther, and that's like a separate little mini team. So, sorry, sorry. Oh, fair enough. That sucks. Oh, so like all the others, there would have been like Doctor Strange and not in there either. Oh no. Okay. Ian, do you want to give me any guesses before I run run out the list? Well, the only other one I've got written down is Ant Man, but I don't think that Ant Man is that what you just said? Yeah. Yeah, he's on there. Oh he's really? The last member. Oh okay, but that I uh, that was the only one I had that Chuck didn't say. So, so would thinking about it now, would Rocket and uh, Okoye be there? That is correct. Rocket and Okoye are there. Sorry, and to Captain tell you. Marvel and Captain Marvel. Yeah, all the ones uh, that were like the space team. Yeah. In uh, in Endgame. Is there another one I missed? There are three more that you guys have not said. One of them was an Avenger back in the day, but only for about a half an hour in the movie Ultron. Oh, what? Quicksilver? Quicksilver. He died, but he was an Avenger before he died, technically. Huh. Oh, yeah. In Segovia. Uh, also, Nick Fury. That one seems a stretch to me, but he is considered one, mm. apparently. Hmm. Um, and then the last one was Nebula. Nebula, I guess, gets considered an Avenger for hanging out with Tony Stark in that spaceship. And the time heist, didn't it? Oh, yeah, the time heist. Oh, uh, that's annoying, but fair enough. Yeah. I can't be too Tough mad one. about that Tough one. one. Point to Ian. Ian, would you rather the category with 21 or the category with 22? <laughs> 21. One's from Jeff and one is from Andy. How about that? Would you rather Jeff's category or Andy's category? No, no, I'll stick to 21. It seems nicely random to pick. I don't want to choose between... You can't make me choose between Jeff and Andy. Oh, it's like Sophie's Choice. <laughs> Please go ahead and forward all complaints on this category to Jeff. You have gone with the Jeff category. Okay. Uh, he put this together himself, so he is the source. And I am going ahead and believing him on this one. Right. Okay. And this is teams in the top four divisions of the English pyramid uh, with suffixes. So I'll give you one, for example, it's the one we talk about every week. This one's for all the Uniteds. Oh, okay. So like the... There's Manchester, the... Leeds, West Ham, and Newcastle are all United. Yeah. There are 20 more besides United. 
that are considered official suffixes of teams. So I need the suffix. Okay, I will bid um, five. Five that are, according to Jeff, considered official suffixes of teams. Nine. Ooh, right up to nine. Okay. Ian, do you want to take us to the halfway mark? Yes, I will then. So, ten. Twelve. Oh, fucking hell, you're going quicker than I can write. Well, that's the strategy against you, is to bid fast. (laughs) That is true, actually, yeah. Um, I'll go thirteen. You got lucky number 13. 14. Oh, Chuck took 14. I was hoping someone would leave it at 13. I just like that number. It's a good number. It's nice and round. Literally round, like the number three is round. But also, I don't know. No, I'm out again. All right, Chuck, I'm going to need 13. Oh, this is so annoying because I've looked at these kind of things for quizzes in the past, and now just I'm going so blank. But I'm hoping as I work through. Yeah. Um, Albion. Correct. Those are... Do you want to guess the teams, or do you want me to just tell uh, you the teams? West Brom, Brighton. Those are the two that he told me. Yes. Yeah. Athletic. Correct. Charlton. And Wigan. Wigan. Uh, Wanderers. <laughs> That's down here, Wycombe yes. Wycombe and Bolton. Oh, and Bolton. Also Wolverhampton. Yeah. Wolverhampton. So three. City. Yep, City. There's quite a few of those. Manchester, Swansea, Stoke, among others. Hotspur. <laughs> Very good. One and only one Hotspur. Just the one. Singular. <laughs> county. Very good. Yes. What are the county teams? Derby. And? Knots. Very good. Knots. Yeah. Thanks for that. That's just given me another one as well. Uh, <laughs> Wednesday. Wednesday. Yes. Sheffield. Well done. <laughs> Alexandra. Yes. Very good. <laughs> Argyle. Argyle, that's a good one. Oh, well done. Very I did nice. not have that yes. one. Do you want to give the the place as well? Plymouth. Plymouth. Very good. <laughs> or Plymouth. Yes. Plymouth. Plymouth. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Four more. Town. Yeah. Yes, the laziest of them all. <laughs> place. Town. City. <laughs> Hill. Thing. Uh, Town, that's Luton and Huddersfield. Are those the only two? That's the only two he told me. <laughs> Take it up with Jeff. Forest. Yes, one forest team. Rovers. <laughs> uh, Nottingham Forest, for those who are just for posterity. <laughs> uh, Rovers, yes, there's two Rovers. Do you want to tell them to me? Blackburn and Doncaster. Very good. Shout out, JD. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, <laughs> ten. One ten, more. Ten, Twelve. One more, Chuck. Just one more. I don't have another one written down. Uh. I mean, admittedly, and again, take it up with Jeff, some of these are... I don't see how that's a suffix. It just seems like part of the team's name, but I don't know. <laughs> oh, fucking hell. Orient. Yeah, yeah. Well Leighton Orient. Very good. Leighton Orient, 13. Ian, do you want to throw any out there? Well, it's just based on what you said made me think of two other possibles. So is it including Palace? <laughs> yes, Crystal Palace. That's right. <laughs> no, that's no, you can't, you can't count that. Take it up with Jeff. Take it up with Jeff. I there told you. 20. I told it's you. The, the, the place is called Crystal Palace. Yeah. I know. I thought it was so weird. So it's not. The Take place is called Jeff. Crystal and we're not the palaces. Not, you're the winner. Delete Chuck, that. No, no. Edit it back. There were 20 <laughs> available. I'm not fucking having this, Jeff. You need to have a fucking word of yourself. You come in here and you try and contribute and you think, oh, this is what we're going to do. And then you come in with this fucking bollocks. Oh, he's not going to like Palace. this either then. Because I assume that Villa is also one, if that's the rule. Yes, it is. Aston- <laughs> oh, Villa, no, but Villa yep. is. The place is called Aston. Right, okay. Okay, that's fine. 
Okay. I mean, town seems pretty fucking lazy to me. <laughs> if town is there, I guess. Pal- All right. There's some more. Do you guys want to try to guess anymore? Or should I just rattle them off? I feel like there's more in the Premier League that I'm forgetting. <laughs> I can't. I haven't got any more written down. I can't get any more. No current Premier League teams that you've missed. Okay. Some recent ones though. Oh, Dons. Yes, MK Dons. Red. Uh, I'm trying to think because I wait. You said top four tiers, so down to League Two. Down mm. to League Two. That's what he told me. Again, I did not check any of this information. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We've we've got you. <laughs> no, go on, go go through them because I wouldn't know like how okay. far down to Preston go. North End. North End being the uh, suffix there. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Rangers, Queens Park Rangers. Ah. Oh. Stanley, Accrington Stanley. Accrington, yeah. Accrington Stanley. And Vale. taken the piss Port out of vale. that before. Yeah. Port Vale. Oh, yeah. Port Vale. And that is the last one. So we go to the tiebreaker category. Come on, and Andy, if you just... <laughs> come on, Andy. Oh, I actually... This one isn't... This one's, like, really nice. I really, really, really like this category. It's not brutal. It's tricky, but it's, like, really nice. So, Ian, there are 22 no, me. Me bid. teams bid. that were in the inaugural Prem season. I was gonna look at this as well. How many of the 22 inaugural Prem seasons can you name? And again, I didn't verify this list. I'm taking Andy's word that he put these together correctly in the DM that he sent me on Slack. (laughs) There's a lot of weird ones in there. Yeah, there are going to be, aren't there? So I'm first bid, so I'm just going to go nine. I think I've bid nine first each time, so... There you go. That's Chuck's blind bid is nine minus seven. Chuck's a braver blind bidder than me, or more foolish, one of the two. <laughs> uh, ten. Eleven. <laughs> half the inaugural prem season. Do you want to go above half, Ian? You're the only one who was, like, old enough to remember this. Yeah, thanks. I was. I was eight, so it was the first season I was into football, really. Chuck was, so. like, what, zero? Chuck, were you alive this year? Yeah, it was my first year of, of living. There you go. So you don't remember it. Okay, twelve... 13. Lucky number 13. Ian, do you want to take us above 13? 14. 15. 16. 16. We're approaching relegation territory. <laughs> so many punty McPunt faces. Yeah. Yeah, I, admittedly, if I was doing this, I wouldn't have gone higher than 10. I don't think Ian... No. Uh, it, I don't think Ian will go to 18 if I go 17. <laughs> and I don't think I can do 17. I've definitely got I've got ten written down. Okay, the the bid is currently sixteen, so ten does not help. <laughs> right. Um, no, go on. I'll let Ian uh, win his point. If he's going to win it, he's going to win it. So go for it, Ian. In Name your 16. hands, Mister Stimston. Oh 16 my god. Teams. Right, that's what's. I've got exactly sixteen written down. Man United. Very good. Manchester United one. Leeds. Leeds United. This one's for all the Uniteds. <laughs> Two. Arsenal. Arsenal 3. Uh, Liverpool. Liverpool. Uh, Spurs. Uh, it's only one Tottenham Hotspur. <laughs> singular, thank you. Sorry. Five. You're at five. Chelsea. Hey. Everton. Everton. Yes, very good. Uh, Southampton. Yes, Southampton, correct. Okay. Um, Crystal Palace. Correct. Very good. Crystal Palace. Uh, Aston Villa. Correct. Aston Villa, 10. You are at that 10 mark. Six more. Um, okay. I'm annoyed at myself for not going 17 now. Middlesbrough. Very good. Yes. Uh, Five more. Right, which of these should I go with? <laughs> Sheffield Wednesday. Very good. Four more. Sheffield Wednesday. 
The only Sheffield as far as I'm concerned. Norwich. Norwich City. Correct. Oh, um, right, Ipswich. Ipswich Town, very good. Two more, Ian, two more. Um, QPR. Yes, Queen's Park Raisins, very good. And I've left this one till last because I am not sure. Um, Coventry. Correct, 16. Very good, Mr. Stimson. And the win and taking the lead in the bluffer at a score of 6 to 5 and 5. So annoyed at myself for not taking that. <laughs> Blackburn, Newcastle. Blackburn are there, yes. Newcastle are not. Blackburn, Ooh. I miss Blackburn. Blackburn huh. are there. Would you like me to rattle off the rest or do you guys have any more guesses here? Oldham. No, Oldham really? Is, yes, Oldham Athletic, very good. Oh, I'd have never got Oldham. Yeah, Oldham's the weird one. Yeah, that is weird. I'd never got that. Uh, current best team in the world, Manchester City, was there as well. They were. See, that was... Yeah, I would have left them out. I wouldn't have gone for Man City. And then the other Sheffield, Sheffield United, were also there. Both Sheffields in the inaugural season. All right. Blimey. Yep. Uh, you also missed Nottingham Forest and Wimbledon. Wimbledon. Ah, oh, blimey. Yeah. Yeah. All the classic. I was trying to think because there's a picture. There's a picture of all the players sat there. Like one player, the captains from each team. Right. And now think about it. Vinny, I'm sure Vinnie Jones is sat there. Well then, something's going wrong in the world and Ian's ahead in the bluffer, but he presents this next is week, amazing. so there you go. Oh yeah, He yeah, is the reigning champion as well, so... Oh shit, yeah, of course he is. Controversially. No, controversially, controversially under no. contested circumstances. No, you made the circumstances that made him the winner <laughs> and then you contested yourself. Uh, you're out. Within the same episode, mm. yes. We <laughs> decided two different... It anyway. is what it is. So, yeah, so as we record, uh, West Ham are beating Sheffield United 2-0. Um, Chelsea are about to play. And obviously on Wednesday, we've got Burnley, Fulham and Everton, Man City. Oh, Everton, Man City's on Amazon Prime. Interesting. Uh, and then next weekend, uh, starting on Friday, Friday game week. Uh, what's that then? 6.30 deadline for your FPL teams. Game week 6.30. Jeez, what a long season. I mean, I know COVID's been like crazy, <laughs> but game week 630. That's a lot. Gosh. We start with Wolves Leeds. Then on the Saturday, <laughs> Southampton, Chelsea, Burnley, West Brom, Liverpool, Everton, the friendly derby, um, Fulham, Sheffield United, anything but friendly in that one, West Ham, Spurs, Aston Villa, Leicester, Arsenal, Man City, Man United, Newcastle, make up Sunday. Then on Monday, the 22nd of February, Brighton Palace, fuck. And then Tuesday, 23rd of February, Leeds play Southampton. So a double game week again for Southampton and Leeds. That fixture's finally been put in. Yeah. Triple up on Leeds. Triple up on Leeds. Um, live, laugh, love. I don't know, I guess, maybe. Enjoy and Leeds not while, scoring any goals. On, while we've been recording, we've got a new Patreon. <laughs> My alarm went off. It was all happening here. New Patreon alert. Uh, Alex Sampson comes in. Thank you, Alex. We love you. Happy Valentine's Day, <laughs> Alex. Take care of your balls. Hope you got some love. <laughs> Big love. <laughs> Shave your nads. Get some love. That's how it works. Manscaped.com. If you do want to support us, patreon.com forward slash Mars Offside Pod. Please like, rate, review wherever you are. We want to reach out as many people, beautiful people in the world. Um, say goodbye, Oscar. Goodbye, Oscar. Say goodbye, Ian. Goodbye. And big love to Nate Whittam, producer, girlfriend haver. Defender of the realm, um, haver of lovely hair, probably no hair down there because he's gone to manscaped.com, code mob20. 